Hey guys, it's Jason and Paula with the Vegas Fever podcast. Uh, here recording an episode about, going to talk a little UNLV, going to talk a little uh, Golden Knights. We got the season um, hopefully coming up here in about a month. Uh, just heard that the other day. Uh, that the players and owners have kind of agreed to financial terms, and now we are just kind of waiting to hammer out a schedule, and the middle of January is a target date with uh, around Christmas, or New Year's Eve, I should say, starting out camp. We're going to talk about UNLV. Um, they are going to play a game, uh, apparently tomorrow, uh, Monday against Pepperdine. Uh, Pepperdine 3-3 three and three on the season, and uh, UNLV at 1-4. and four. I'd like to bring in... Paula at this time. She is uh, on Twitter at The Golden Wife. And I am on Twitter at Vegas Fever Pod. And this is the Vegas Fever Podcast. Say hi, honey. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. Great. We've been with each other all weekend doing the Christmas stuff, the cookies and the bacon and the presents. And uh, it's been a fun weekend. Uh, going to talk a little first about. Uh, UNLV, uh, one and four on the year, as I said, uh, gonna take on the waves of Pepperdine, uh, tomorrow at the Thomas Mac, uh, tip off 6.30 Pacific time, and you will be able to stream that game, um, in Las Vegas on Cox Channel 14, I believe it should be, it should be on stadium, uh, as well for people not in Las Vegas, uh, Pepperdine three and three on the year, um, they have played some really good teams tough. Uh, they went to overtime against UCLA on the 27th of November, and they lost in three overtimes. Um, they also almost beat San Diego State, lost by five points on the 6th of December. That was in Viejas. So a good team that we have here. Um, beat UC Irvine, beat St. Catherine, beat Cal. UNLV is going to have their hands full here. A one-point favorite Pepperdine is right now at most places that I can see. Pepperdine is led by Kessler Edwards. He averages about 20 a game, uh, almost seven rebounds a game, plays about 34 minutes. And Colby Ross averages 20 points for Pepperdine and, and four rebounds. Um, they're pretty talented from what I can see. Kessler Edwards also leads the team. Uh, in, he leads the team in points and rebounds. For the Waves, they average 82 points a game. Uh, they're shooting 47% from the field, 87% uh, from the free throw line. That's pretty good. Three-point percentage is not very good, uh, 31%. So definitely the three-point defense for UNLV is going to have to be good. They're going to need to defend this team because this team uh, can put up some points. And the reason I say that is because UNLV only scores 68 points a game, almost 69. So when you have a team that you're playing that averages 82 a game and you're only uh, putting in 68 to 69 points, you need to make sure that you are scoring because there's a 14-point discrepancy right there. UNLV only shooting 35% from three, but that's better than, than Pepperdine. They're not too great at the line, 70%. And from the field... 41%, 41.5%. So UNLV is going to definitely need a lot of production from Bryce Hamilton. 20 points a game he averages. Uh, Caleb Grill, 13, and David Jenkins, 13. They're going to need everybody uh, on the team to be participating in order to keep this game close. Uh, I think that Pepperdine, uh, 
probably wins this game. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind UNLV has not really shown otherwise. They had a really good effort against Kansas State in their last game, which was nine days from the time that they play Pepperdine, nine days in between games. They had the canceled game uh, they were supposed to play against Eastern Washington. Uh, that game has not been rescheduled as of yet. Um, so like I said, UNLV 1-4 here on the season, and they're going to need uh, participation from everybody involved. And uh, with that, I'd like to get Paula's perspective on this. What do you What are you thinking about UNLV so far this year, one and four? Um, They're pretty bad at this point, right? But it's all about conference play, so. I. It doesn't seem very not typical, other than last season. I feel like they did surprisingly well. They did do well. But other than that, it seems like a pretty typical UNLV season. From the prior right, coaching staffs. Right. We did mention last week, uh, I mentioned on Twitter earlier in the week, that we were going to talk about some some memories uh, that we have. Um, well, yeah, we thought, you know, since with the canceled game, you know, to there wasn't talk a game, about so, yeah. positive versus all the negative all the time. Yes, and with this cloud that we're under... And this year that's going on with everything. I think it's good to talk about some positive stuff. Um, yeah, like why people are fans of the team. Why are you a fan of the team? I was born in Las Vegas and there was, and raised, and there was nothing else going on until about 2017 when we got a professional hockey team. There was nothing else really going on. I mean, you always had your um, minor league kind of fly-by-night. They'd come in. They'd stay for a few years, if that, and then they left. Um, the Wranglers were a kind of a unicorn yeah, in terms of were, that. You were devastated. I was devastated when the Wranglers left. I was. I was. I thought they had a good marketable, profitable plan team-wise. They had great promotions. They had great prices. So is that the only reason why you're a fan of UNLV is, is because there's nothing else there? I was always a fan of UNLV because I was a fan before really anything else got there. And when you live in Las Vegas in the 90s and up until, you know, the you know, 2016, 2015, when Vegas went after an NHL team, you live in Vegas. That's all there is. It, it really is. You live and die by it. And that's how, how I was as a kid. I really well, plus your dad was a huge UNLV fan. My dad was a huge UNLV fan. He was. Um, I was very, very little when they won the championship in 90 and when they went back in 91. And I don't remember, and he does, and so he would always tell me about it. It was a, a crazy, crazy time to live to live in Vegas. The team was good every year for you know, 15, 20 years under Tark. And they were always on TV, always nationally recognized. For maybe for good, maybe for bad, but they were always in the conversation. And you look at teams like Duke that were also in the conversation then, and they still are now, and Kentucky and UCLA and teams like that. And UNLV has fallen way, way behind because of some of the decisions they've made athletic department wise, which I really think they're on the, the right track now, the athletic department at UNLV. I think that's the best that they've been in a long, long time. 
I, I like I like Desiree Reed Francois. I think she's fantastic, and I think she's made really good hiring decisions. And she's a no nonsense person, and I think that's good. The school needs that. I think. So, what was your favorite memory growing up? Was there a particular game, a particular player, um, an experience? Marcus Banks was always my favorite UNLV player. He went to Cimarron Memorial, and I went to Cimarron for, for a time. And he was always my favorite UNLV player. He was just so good. He was such a good shooter. He was such a good defender. I always try, you know, when you're out there on the court, you always try to be like somebody when you're when you're a kid. And that was that was it for me. Um, I really liked Mark Dickel. Uh, he was <laughs> one of my favorite players. I know that the name for you might not be uh, on the up and up, but he was from New Zealand and uh, he was one of my favorite players. Casper's uh, Kambala, which was on the same team. He was from Latvia. Same team as Mark Dickel. The the thing the thing that I really liked about UNLV back in the mid to late nineties, early two thousands was Billy Baino. He was our coach. And he could really he could really recruit players. I mean, it didn't always work. It's kind of similar to what we've known by prior coaches, but he was enthusiastic and he loved UNLV. I mean, he, he got fired because he NCA violations. But he, you know, the mid to late 90s, early 2000s was great memories for me. The team wasn't always good, but they had good games. And I remember going to games as as a as a young teenager and preteen and having a lot of fun. That's good. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> she doesn't know a lot about what I'm talking about because she was. Not interested before me, but well, I got her interested well, about 15, 16 years ago. I didn't live in Las Vegas. I wasn't born and raised in Las Vegas. I didn't move here until, or there, until I think I was 12. Where are you from, Paula? Uh, New York. Hmm. That's the big time. Anyway, I got her into... UNLV, uh, in the Lon Kruger era. That's where we started. Right. Yep. And uh, Paulo was a big fan, as was I, of Lon. It used to be fun going to the games. It was. It was. I mean... Doubleheader with the women, low prices, right? Yeah, we used to stay there all day. Good product. He put a, he put a good product on the floor. He had good players. The teams weren't... His first couple years was rough, but... Then he really turned There's it no on. There's no cup holders, though. Is that the play? Is Thomas Mack with no cup holders? Thomas Mack doesn't have cup holders, I That's don't believe. We haven't gripe. been. Maybe someone else can tell me. But <laughs> yeah, we haven't been. We haven't been. Maybe but we, we, you went when they remodeled, right? I've been, I was there a couple times since the remodel, and they didn't put cup okay. holders in. I think downstairs there might be cup holders, but upstairs is the hard seats that hurt and no cup about holders. The seats, but the cup holders. The seats were horrible, too. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many That's times I kicked always... a drink? How many times I kicked a drink because there wasn't a cup holder? You do that here at home. That's so. true, but that's very irritating. Uh, Paula, not really a fan of, of the Thompson Mac. Um, I actually mentioned you know, earlier in the week how they I should always, get a new building, but that's a whole nother I always issue. said that they had the worst food ever, but then... Yeah, but you eat four things. We went to... I don't even know the hurricane game to see the Golden Knights here in North Carolina. 
that has the worst food. I mean, the pretzel was like literally cardboard. So, I mean, at least Thomas and Mac is, but now I could say is better food than there. So you took advantage of it and you didn't think it could get worse. I didn't think it could get worse, but it, 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 it did. It did. So that's my story with, with UNLV and, uh, they're going to play again tomorrow evening. And we'll see how that we we'll see how that goes for them mm-hmm. as they're looking for their second win of the season before conference play, unless they reschedule. You a never game know; in they between. could surprise you. They could surprise me. Uh, they, I, I actually don't think they're going to win, and that's not going to be the very popular, you know, take on that. But well, shouldn't you always be? For I'm positive, them but I'm real. <laughs> and, okay. and 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 and, and I think yet every, every I'm cynical um, sometimes on UNLV. I'm passionate. Every year, it's this is their year. I'm passionate yet, yet a realist. I used to say that they were, you know, this will be the year, this will be the year. When Dave Rice came in, I thought he was fantastic at recruiting. He couldn't actually do anything else about putting it on the court uh, from, you know, tra- transitioning recruiting recruits to actually playing well. well. You know how I feel about him, and that's just not the time and place for it. So. Right. I think that this year has gone rough so far. They didn't get a whole lot of time together. Then they had a schedule that was somewhat difficult when they went to the Maui Invitational. If this is the year to be lenient on this team or any team or anybody, this is the year because everyone's life has been turned upside down because of COVID. But if we get back into the swing of things sometime and you're still saying to me that giving me a million reasons why things are rough. Swing of things. So January 13th about, is that what you're thinking? The swing of things? As far as what? Some hockey. I was talking about you and I. I know, but I I segued. How, how did you feel about that? Thanks. Did, did you like that? Okay. <laughs> well, that's my segue. Like, uh, get back in the swing of things, maybe a 56-game hockey season. How many games are there normally? 82. Wow. But they're going to try and start January 13th versus, like, October 13th. I'm just so. going to be happy to have hockey back. I at the t- at, at T-Mobile with no fans, no bubbles. I don't okay, think well, I wouldn't bubbles. be at T-Mobile because I'm no, in but neither is North anybody Carolina. else. I know, but you know, there, you know, so. but you know, the atmosphere. It's very pretty here. The atmosphere at T-Mobile second to none, the best when there's people. So okay. maybe they'll pipe in a lot of noise, but we're gonna get a 56 game, hopefully, hockey season January 13th. Looks like the gold. Any will- hockey is better than no hockey. I agree. So. It uh, looks like they're going to play mostly Western Conference opponents. They've realigned the divisions because the Canadian teams won't be able to play in the United States because the U.S.-Canada border is still closed. So the Canadian division will be the seven or eight teams that are there, and then you'll have the the other three, well, West, Central, East, I think. And We then, need to have a dedicated episode of just talking about hockey because I have a lot to say. There will be. We are looking to do this weekly, the... Vegas Fever podcast. It'll be a weekly thing. Talk a little UNLV. Talk a lot. Golden Knights, maybe vice versa. We'll see how it goes. Um, if the Rebels continue to stink it up, I think it's going to be more <laughs> more VGK. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, she likes it. She likes it. So we're going to talk about a little bit of maybe how it ended last season for the Knights and what we're looking forward to this year. Uh, the, the Golden Knights entered the bubble. They were... Uh, third overall in the West, 
and they ended up being the number one seed by winning the round robin against teams that are probably going to be in their division this year because of the realignment, St. Louis, Colorado, and Dallas. And it didn't end up well for the Golden Knights against Dallas, but they did end up getting the one seed. They did defeat the Blackhawks in five games. They did end up defeating Vancouver. And superstar goaltender Thatcher Demko in seven games after being up, was it 3-0 or 3-1? I don't know. It was rough for the Golden Knights at the end of that series, and then they decided to not show up against Dallas and lost that series in five games. This team for the Golden Knights, I feel, is they have made some upgrades, and you disagree, but I feel like they have upgraded on defense. We do love Schmidt. We will miss Schmidt, but he is an upgrade. Petrangelo, Alex Petrangelo is an upgrade. We will have to talk about it. I think that this team is deep. I think when healthy, they are very talented. And I am going to say this every year they should win the Stanley Cup until they actually win one. What say you? I don't want to talk about Nate Schmidt. She don't want to talk about Schmidt. Schmidt is still a sore sore subject. Leonard, right now. She doesn't like Leonard either. I think Leonard is a fantastic old hunter. She's a Flurry fan, so that's going to be tough. I think he's a fantastic goaltender, young, and Flurry's not going to be around with the team much longer. After the next year or two, you know he's going to be gone if he doesn't get traded before January 13th. I'm just saying. Yeah, as long as, you know, 50 people don't step on his back to get there, just saying. Stab, not step. No, they stepped on his back. They did, but they also, but there was also a stabbing involved, uh, which, which was very, very disheartening. Time and place for this podcast episode. Well, we are we are we are doing it now. So, what Golden Knight wise would you like to speak of? <laughs> Is there something that you would like to talk about? Because you don't want to talk about Schmidt. You don't want to talk about. No, I don't because it wasn't nice what the team did to him. What do you want to talk about? Stanley Cup and four. What do you think? Is there a fourth season Stanley Cup? I don't know. I have no predictions yet. I have not gotten a feeling yet. Is whether or not they will go to the Stanley Cup Stanley Cup playoffs yet today. They're definitely going to the playoffs. If they keep the team the way it is, I think I think this team is better than last year. I need to year. see them play. Okay. Well, you're not going to get to see them play a preseason because I believe it's going to be camp on New Year's Eve is when it starts and then season two weeks later. That's it, camp season. No preseason. Okay. Why should they play a preseason? That's I don't need just... them to play a preseason. There's more chances for them to get hurt. That's true. So. And they don't need any more of those chances because it seems like it was an injury. And now they're talking door about back getting and rid forth. of Pacioretty after spending... His name has come up in trade talk, yes. <sighs> spending a lot of money and spending a lot of player slash draft picks on him. Traded Nick Suzuki, Tomas Tatar in the draft pick, I believe. He definitely scores. You can always count on him he, he for at least a his, goal at all. He had one of his best years last year yeah. at 31 years old, and that's pretty impressive. I uh, think so. Jonathan Marcheseau is another trade candidate, which I don't really understand, but his name has come up along with Marcheseau, and of course Flurry is circling around. They all have big cap hits. Five million dollars. They knew and that when seven they, for Flurry. they signed Pacioretty. They knew that. They did know that. They took on a lot of money when they signed him. They did, and they re-signed Marcheseau to a big extension a couple of years ago, I believe, a year or two ago. So they did know what they were getting into. 
Well, I'm just excited to watch them play. I have lots of thoughts, but... Anything you want to share currently? No. That's Paula, folks. You can follow her on the uh, on Twitter at the Golden Wife, which she is. She's amazing. And me, I'm Jason. And uh, the No, I do not at the the hell is my handle? <laughs> the Scarlet Fever Pod. No, that was the other one. This is the Vegas. Vegas oh, Fever Pod. That's what I meant to say. Yes. We are trying out something new. I've... He changes his mind every No, time. no. Here's the thing. First off, i got to stop you because it's not true. I start... I wanted to start one way and go another, and I'm just making little adjustments, gaining a followship out there on Twitter, and just trying to find what works for us mm -hmm. because we have, we have kids, we have Christmas, we are just... We have life. And it's upside down, and we're just trying to make it a little bit better. And we both have a passion uh, for Golden Knights. I know that. Um, I'm, a, I'm more passionate about UNLV. But we both like the Golden Knights. A as soon as we knew we were getting a team, it was just, it was you know, Vegas was getting a team. It was just amazing. Well, we used to go to the Wrangler games. We together. used to go to the Wrangler games a lot. And I went to Las Vegas Thunder game as a, uh, you know, as a little kid. We, we used to go to Wrangler games, and it was just a really smart, fantastic environment attached to a casino. There was food. There was gambling. There was great product on the field with great – or great, great product on the ice with great promotions. It was, it was sad when they left. I'm glad that it was only a few years in between because I feel like, you know, Vegas is a town that was always used – a lot of for a lot of ways in, in sports they were used for new stadiums um for other teams to maybe move there and nobody ever did and this team is vegas's because it was born and bred and made from nothing and that's that's awesome mm -hmm. the team is vegas's own and they'll always be that way and it wasn't somebody else's trash that, that you know that transferred over to a different town it was it was new and sparkling you know, and it, it's something that, you know, Bill Foley took a chance. He he, he he took, it was perfectly golden. <laughs> it was well said. He took a chance and nobody had ever tested Vegas like that before. And you see what's followed. The Raiders are there and I'm sure more is to come professionally um, with Vegas. But the Golden Knights are great. Hopefully we can get some people back in the arena because... Well, I think everybody wishes for people back in arenas, people out in school, people allowed to go places. So that's anywhere without being said. Yeah, that's because this sucks. This is rough, not just on you know people who are fans of sports teams, but sports teams, but people who are just people living. This and... is rough on everybody. And sports is like. The least. I mean, oh, in, in the grand scheme of things, sports right, is but not it, important. But it but does bring entertainment and happiness. It does break up monotony. Yeah. You know, just have to watch and support. So with that, we'll wrap this up. UNLV, Pepperdine tomorrow. Thomas and Mac, six thirty Pacific time. 
That game will be on in Las Vegas on it's the View Channel Fourteen. You okay over there? What are you laughing at? <laughs> I was laughing at you. Okay, why? <laughs> why? Tell them. No, just you don't like how proper I am. <laughs> just I'm educated. Not really. Anyway, so we got UNLV Pepperdine tomorrow night. Thomas and Max six thirty. Uh, everyone in Las Vegas will be able to watch. I'll be able to watch too, I guess, in some capacity. And then we'll hopefully have some more news, Golden Knights wise, maybe next weekend when we talk again. And you could follow me at Vegas Fever Pod on Twitter at Vegas Fever Pod, and uh, you could follow my wife at the Golden Wife. And if there's any Questions, comments, concerns, outbursts, anything you guys want to talk about, just just hit us up. But until then, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right, everyone, stay safe, and bye-bye. Bye.